0: Welcome to the Alien Nation podcast, this is the place where we talk all things alien and all things UFO. In season 1 we're going to be covering all the hot topics, this is going to include George Knapp, Jeremy Corbell, Bob Lazar, the US Nimitz encounter, the Roswell crash and is there a nuclear UFO agenda and then also famous UFO landing cases that seem to be around schools. So stay tuned.
1: No one who knew Area 51 from the inside ever talked publicly about the saucer story. Well, there are several, uh, actually nine uh, flying saucers, flying this. Uh, that are out there of oh, extraterrestrial origin in order to protect himself. He says he was hired to work at an area called S4, which is a few miles south of Bloom Lake. At S4, he says, are flying saucers, antimatter reactors, and other working examples of technology that is seemingly beyond human capability. Right, this, this came from somewhere else. I mean, it's bizarre as that is to believe, but I mean, it's there. I saw it. I know what the current state of the art is in, in physics, and it's, it can't be done.
0: Hi everybody welcome back to the alienation podcast i am your host lee puxley i'm joined here once again by my co-host Niall J. all right guys welcome to the show on today's episode guys going to be another interesting one as always we want to be discussing the uh, ufo landings and especially the ones that seem to be in and around the uh, school playgrounds and areas like that
1: yeah and this seems to be going on decades um in multiple pl- multiple locations around the world so there's a there's a lot of info, so just bear with us, guys.
0: Yeah, again, bear with us, but we'll get through it. Um, I want to start off with an incredible encounter that it was in Papua New Guinea back in 1959. Now, I learned about this encounter through watching the UFO documentary, the phenomenon. I know I've probably plugged it, and put it a
1: million times in this podcast already, but yeah, you got to watch it though. It's can't recommend it much enough like you gotta watch this
0: yeah it's an unbelievable documentary if it's something that you're interested in yeah uh, make sure you watch it james fox does a great job in, in getting together a lot of evidence and uh, yeah. putting yeah. It together into a fantastic movie but uh, in this case it's just uh, an incredible case all around and the reasons for it is this australian missionary he goes out to papua new guinea in 1959 he is doing what you know what what he's out there to do He's taken part in the community. And him mm. and roughly about 48 other people were present on this occasion. Uh, there was a mixture of of, of adults and children. And um, what they claimed to have seen was this disc-shaped object hovering about 20 feet above the air. And uh, this encounter actually lasted for you know, ma- many hours, not just uh, seconds hours. or minutes. Hours, apparently.
1: It's incredible. That rarely ever happens.
0: <laughs> exactly. And um, wh- while this encounter was going on, he happened to look up, along with all the other children there and the other people there, and he seen on top of the craft four uh, figures, humanoid-type figures or creatures that were dressed in black suits.
1: Didn't they wave at him, too, or did he wave? That's what
0: the story goes. So he said in his mind, oh, you know, this is incredible, what's going on here? And he thought, well, I wonder if I can you know, communicate. Wouldn't it be great if I could send them some sort of communication, right. some sort of friendly uh, gesture? So him and the girls children, you know, decided to wave at, at these beings and to his surprise they actually wave
1: back. Right, incredible.
0: Yeah, it's it's an unbelievable story and you know, if if it's true, it's just uh, crazy to think that these school children could have directly been communicating from beings from outer space yes. or another planet or another dimension or wherever yeah. it is that they come from. Incredible this. Yeah, just just a bit. And uh, to to go further more with more encounters, we've got um, a big encounter that happened in 1966 in Australia in the Westall School.
1: Yes, brilliant this case.
0: So uh, the reason why it's brilliant is there's just so many different witnesses to it. Uh, Reports suggest that there's over 300 witnesses. Uh, That includes students and also the teachers. And what happened on, on this day, um, back in 1966, was this this shaped object was seen hovering uh, just next to a power line tower right at the end of the, the children's sports field. It then began to descend and it lowered itself into this wooden reserve just be- behind the, the school barrier. It a lot of the school children actually hopped over this barrier to get a close look to see what was happening. Some of the, the, the witnesses said that they heard a humming sound, that there was an extreme heat. That seems to be um one of these things that, that happens around UFOs that they give off this extreme, extreme heat. heat yeah. Um it's it's been recorded on many different sightings and leaving marks on the ground. That that's another another thing, bear marks on the ground. Um but in this this encounter, um it was reported by witnesses that it actually rotated and then shot off like the you know, a bullet out of a gun and, and disappeared into the distance. Yeah, kind of like shut off, like what, like the the way the gimbal was. Yeah, doesn't house nice to fancy there. It's just it's it's happened so many times, and and all these different encounters, they do seem to have very uh, a lot of very similarities between them. One of them being that they seem to rotate uh, in the gimbal video that was re- released yeah. back in twenty seventeen uh, by the you know the, the Pentagon. Um, this video that the military craft seen um, a UFO actually rotates and Bob Lazar, who reportedly claims that he worked on alien technology and alien spacecraft while he was at Area 51, also said that the, the craft rotates and propels itself towards wherever its destination is. So there's a lot of similarities there in, yeah. in, you know, with some of these reports. Um, this encounter that happened in Westall in 1966, it was a very important one as well, and it was taken seriously because the, the armed forces actually turned up at this case, and uh, the, the police as well. And it's only today, you know, many, many years later, that the um, teachers, some of the teachers have come forward and said that they were actually threatened by some of these authorities. They said that if they were to speak out and say that, you know, this encounter was true, that this encounter happened, that their careers could actually be on the line, just totally
1: their mouth shut like everyone else. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know it's just um, as I say these encounters. I don't know why we're not allowed to know the truth, or or why people aren't allowed to tell the truth. But it seems to be again a, a reoccurring event that happens. That they're told to keep their mouth shut. Shot.
1: Yeah, it's but not anymore the taboo is kind of
0: getting removed it is slowly but surely the taboo starts to, uh, to, to come away so we'll see how that goes in the uh, the coming yeah. weeks and months uh, any, any other encounters yeah, you can so think of? yeah
1: uh, so actually in Miami it was just literally one year after West Hall um, in Miami in 67 um, a, a bunch of kids were out in the yard uh, in the schoolyard and they encountered a UFO with the teacher and then Incredibly, it happened again the following day for two days in a row, but this time when it reappeared It had two other crafts with it. So there's three crafts seen and The kids at the time the teacher was out of the classroom So the teacher comes back into the classroom all the kids are standing there looking out the window at these three crafts now so then they decide to all run out to the yard together at the same time and as strange as it sounds supposedly the craft turned around and disappeared into the tree, into two trees, uh, and then reappeared, and then flew around for a bit, and then disappeared.
0: Which makes you wonder what, what's actually going on there with the craft, I mean, is it trans-dimensional, like some people have reported, where they can actually go in and out of other dimensions, yeah. Yeah, What what is actually going on there? It's obviously some sort of physics that we, we don't understand in, just yet. in
1: 1967. Where, you know, like what
0: technology do we have back then to do this? Yeah, exactly, there's the, you know, th- we don't have that today, so we definitely didn't have it back then. Um, another strange yeah. one that, that, that happened during the actual Westall encounter in 1966, just to go back to it, um, th- there was a small town nearby, it's called uh, Baldwin, and uh, this was just four days prior to that incident, an engineer come forward and said that he spotted uh, an aircraft in the sky, it was a clear day, and he actually took a photograph of this um, th- this craft, and it's on a Polaroid picture, which is very, very hard and difficult to, to fake and fraud. Um, it's shown in a phenomenon movie, and I'm going to get Nihil, he's the man behind all this. He's the guy who puts all this together and I puts the it. edits. <laughs> so he's going to pull that photograph up I for you, he can put it up <laughs> in the edits. Yeah. Um, to to furthermore, to give more evidence towards this with these UFO sightings in and around schools. We've got uh, another couple of great cases. Um, one of the other fantastic cases is uh, basically in 1977 in Pembrokeshire in Wales in the UK itself, uh, right here. Um, some school children suggested that they seen or reported that they seen a disk shaped object that landed uh, in a field nearby the school play area. They also reported that they seen um, beans in silver suits which, uh, again, f- absolute crazy event that's gone on, but some of the teachers thought that they could have been lying, and they told the headmaster. The headmaster separated them into separate rooms, uh, spoke to them individually, and asked them to draw what they saw. And to his surprise and astonishment, uh, all the children basically come up with very consistent stories, very consistent drawings, and, um, you know, it's very hard to, to, to fake what children are telling because children just don't lie.
1: Yeah, they don't lie. Like, well... Let's
0: see. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know. I've got two kids myself when it comes down to things like, like yeah you they know, can't be lying about that like no the, it, it, the, the, these aren't little white lies these are something that children just wouldn't just make up yeah. especially you know not just one child or two child this this is a mass array of of, of children
1: yeah and the story about the west hog kids like 30 years later they haven't changed their story they're still repeating the same story it's very consistent yeah very consistent like you know, that they're adults as yeah, well yeah they're adults they've never changed their story like it's um, to,
0: to back up what, what happened there as well, back in Pembrokeshire, uh, just a month later, a hotel manager actually uh, claimed to see uh, a very similar disk shaped object that landed in, in uh, the field opposite her hotel. She claims that she, again, seen beans uh, in and around this object, and it gave off an extreme heat. Um, there was actual physical evidence left from this, just like the Lonnie Zamora case that I spoke about in uh, previous episodes. Uh the, the grass actually had two inches burnt, uh, you know, I- into a two inches down, and um, that was completely dismissed, though, because the local Royal Air Force came out and basically said that it was all just a hoax and to d- dismiss it as usual as, yeah. as they used to back then.
1: Yeah, it's always the story,
0: But, uh, That you know, now that that taboo is starting yeah, to go away. We Hopefully. can actually have
1: these conversations. and But I think it goes back to a lot of people who are just inf- afraid to lose their jobs. Because if they yeah. spoke out, if you're in a high-profile job and you spoke out about this, you could be labeled as crazy. So people are just like, better keep it, their yeah. mouth shut.
0: I'm sure me and you will still be labeled as crazy yeah. uh, doing this, <laughs> Hopefully not. we'll see. <laughs> Um to, to go on with that again, it, there's just more and more in, in incredible encounters that we'd like to talk about. And the one for me, and I don't know if Niall's the same yeah. with it, is the Zimbabwe yeah. case, yeah. that you're going to say? the
1: best case, of course. It's the best case ever in the history of UFO cases.
0: If, if people out there don't know about it, um, Niall's going to put plenty of footage in the edit again. Uh, you can catch it again in the, the UFO uh, documentary movie, The Phenomenon. Yeah. But back in 1994 in uh, Rui, Zimbabwe, a uh, uh, school basically had this encounter where a disc shaped craft actually landed at the back of the schoolyard. All these uh, school children 64, was it 66? 66,
1: 66, 66, yeah,
0: 66 yeah. school children uh, actually ended up getting interviewed uh, because of this, because they said that this. This shaped object landed, and that these beings in black suits, uh, very similar to what we would say today, grey aliens. Uh, they yeah. had the large heads, large black oval eyes. They uh, w- were standing by the craft. They were very, uh, you know, friendly. They didn't feel threatened or anything. The children it seemed
1: to telepathically communicate with them to settle them down.
0: That's what the children said. They said that they telepathically communi- communicated with them, and um, that they were trying to tell them that technology is bad, that we're ultimately destroying our planet with uh, what we're doing with our technology. And when you look at what we're doing today, yeah. we we know that we have been, yeah. and you know, it's something that we need to try and change for Changing the future. That
1: was what twenty-seven years ago. Yeah,
0: yeah. and they're still telling the same story yeah, again. Still. Uh, to, to, to keep going on with that story as well, uh, John Mack, who was the, the great Harvard psychiatrist, who actually um, he's got many books on alien abductees. He he done a lot of research into it. He actually interviewed Betty and Barney Hill as well, which is one of the most famous alien abductees, um,
1: yeah, you check that story. cases
0: bro. of all time. He interviewed these children. He actually said at the end of it that these children saw what they saw as they seen it. You know how they're explaining it, it is no different to how they experienced it.
1: That's incredible the story. It's got the best story of all time.
0: Yeah, m- most definitely. Um, if you if you listen to Jack Vale and and James Fox when they're on the the Joe Rogan Experience, um, these the are based about you know the school landings and UFOs and and things like that. And they also discuss um the, this depiction that was taken in uh, you know the the, the rock cave pi- paintings that were made in Australia. Now these rock art paintings in Australia are thousands of years old. And when you get the photographs of these and you compare them next to the drawings that the school children actually drew yeah. in Ruby Zimbabwe, it's very, very because these beings seem to be very, very similar. These are you know, rock paintings over thousands of years the ago. Th-
1: their them paintings could be up to forty thousand years old, thirty thousand years old. On and they're rocks.
0: virtually identical to how these school children seeing um, you know, th- these uh beings that, that come down and are basically seeing what you know these school children
1: yeah, but beside this school there there's a recent interview done with louis elizando and he said that there's beside that school there's uranium there's uranium. an uranium mining site so that's new information that's just come out of it well i found out about that recently so th- once again uranium
0: the, the, there's a huge debate going on um you not know, within the UFO community and, and we're all just trying to get to the bottom of it uh, Jack Vallee and and uh, James Fox again on the Joe Rogan experience when they're discussing this They they believe that a lot of these school uh, landings could be for the fact that our environment is like a benign area and um, they're always getting chased by military aircraft. And if they land, you know, near schools, that's not going to happen. So it's a safe environment for them to land. That's their argument. But as Niles just picked out there, there's another argument that maybe that they're just, you know, it's coincidence, and they're just
1: after, uh, you know, s- some sort of uh, uranium, c- some kind uh, rain, yeah that's used in nuclear sites. It's the same material used in nuclear sites. So, and we know that UFOs are always seen near nuclear sites. Yeah.
0: Again, guys, I don't know the answers. I, yeah, don't, I don't have the answers. Uh, this is all up for discussion. We're just here to try and give you some of the facts, give you a bit of context, and uh, hopefully you can get involved, see what you think, check out all the information that we've given you. and um, Yeah, and like,
1: subscribe, and share.
0: Thanks a lot, guys, and I'll see you again soon.
1: Cheers, guys. Peace.